You are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Matt Williamson and Ryan McDowell. Thanks for making Locked On Dynasty your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. This Mother's Day, give mom something she'll treasure forever with fine jewelry from BlueNile.com. And Locked On Sports listeners get $50 off $500. Use Locked On at checkout. Welcome to the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan McDowell. You can follow me on Twitter at RyanMC23. Joining me, as always, is Matt Williamson. Find Matt on Twitter at WilliamsonNFL. Matt, how are you? I'm doing great. Again, one day closer. You know, we oh. recorded one last night talking running backs and get you salivating a little bit, thinking about landing spots. And today's is going to be crazier. I mean, just so much more to pick from. We're really just trying to pass the time here, though, right? Let's be a honest. little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Calm before the storm. Really just trying to get through these these last couple of days. Uh, it, it is, as you said, one day closer. The NFL draft is tomorrow, in case you've uh, missed out on that news somehow. I know you I know you haven't, though. Uh, you're looking forward, just like Matt and I are, to finding out where all these players are landing. We talked Hall and Walker and the rest of the running backs yesterday. Matt, I've changed my rookie wide receiver rankings so, so many times. Uh, I might change them three times during the show. I think I might as well. Yeah. Uh, we we try to get consensus when we do these ranking shows. It's going to be tough to do it today. Uh, I'm not going to put up much of a fight either. You know, like I'm not, my convictions for these guys is less than usual. And, but don't you think too, and, and you know, this is, this is fortunate for this situation. I think tiers are way more important than player A versus player B rankings. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure I'm super strong on where the tiers end though. I felt better about the running back tiers okay. than I do receiver, but let's get into it. I mean, I guess we'll talk our way through it. Yeah. I feel, I feel more confident in the tiers with this group, but, okay. uh, but I also recognize that could go out the window tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Literally. Uh, wide receiver one. Who is it for you? Garrett Wilson. Yeah. You don't you don't sound too excited about it's this. It's not Jamar Chase. Right. You know, I mean, <laughs> you know, he's, he's a really good player. Um, I wish he were a little bigger. Yeah. I wish you were a little more consistent, but there's amazing upside there, and there's highlight real ability, and he, he brings more after the catch than his teammate. And But I don't think most years he would be my wide receiver one. I do love that we are, we're one day, we're just over 24 hours from the NFL draft, and we still don't, not only do we not know who the first wide receiver drafted is going to be, it it could be four different guys, right? It could be Wilson, it could be, uh, it could be Jamison Williams, it could be Drake London, London. I think it could even be Alave, potentially. Um, that one would shock me, but I, I hear where you're coming from. Right. 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 Yeah. I mean, most likely it's between those three, but it, again, there, there's no consensus. The same thing could be said. I know Kate and Marcus talked to quarterbacks on, uh, on Monday, Malik Willis, we think, but if Pickett's QB one, that wouldn't be a surprise. No. Um, even honestly, even if Desmond Ritter was QB one, that would not be a surprise to me. So um, the, We've said it before on here. The lack of consensus is going to make 
this NFL draft a fun one, but when you're trying to do rankings and you're trying to make a draft pick here in just a few days, which a lot of you are going to be doing, it's going to make it challenging. Uh, Garrett uh, Wilson is also not coming any minute. Oh man. Garrett Wilson is also my wide receiver one. Okay. Uh, we can agree on that. I, yeah. I mean, by a hair and, and honestly, it, it doesn't even feel like, it doesn't feel like there's a wide receiver one in this group. It almost feels like four guys are tied at wide receiver two. That's, because we don't have uh, we don't have the Jamar Chase type that's stepping up and and kind of claiming the title and and running away with it and even in years where that guy has flopped we've had that right i mean even when Nikhil Harry was was the wide receiver one almost everybody was on board with that obviously it didn't work out but there was still even Corey a, Davis right Corey, yeah exactly Corey Davis yeah. 2017 a, a good one um so not not to say that everybody turns out to be Jamar Chase, but there's no consensus at really at all. Um, no, Garrett Wilson, we will pencil in, pencil in as yeah. our wide receiver. One. Well, at least we agreed that made things a little easier. Who's two for you, Jamison Williams, who I yeah. think is the best receiver in this class. Um, I don't know that he will be a volume hog at the next right. level, a target hog. And I didn't weigh the injury all that much since we're talking dynasty here. Yeah, I, I considered him at one. What's yeah. that? Yeah. I, I don't think many are worried about the injury, including no. uh, NFL decision makers. Uh, fortunately, we're at a point where ACL injuries are um, not certainly not career enders as they used to be, but honestly, they're just they're just not that big of a deal anymore. You're still talking about a few months off, but uh, that's that's about it. He'll be back, you know. Um, Scott Barrett had some, some really good stats as he always does. Scott Barrett, of course, of fantasy points, check him out, um, on Twitter and on, on fantasypoints.com. Uh, had some good numbers on uh, Jamison Williams related to his size. And I mean, he's, he's a little dude, right? He's, he's slender, right. just like, uh, we had the same conversation with another former Alabama receiver, Devonte Smith last year, uh, but one one stat that stuck in my head that Scott shared was only two wide receivers with a sub twenty five BMI have ever had multiple thousand yard seasons. That was Antonio Bryant and Deshaun Jackson. So not only wow. does Jamison Williams have a sub twenty five BMI, he has a sub twenty three BMI, Ooh. and he was only the ninth wide receiver uh, dating back, uh, I guess, in combine history. Uh, uh, to have that sub twenty three BMI. So does you said he's you say he's not going to be a volume receiver. He's obviously that that speed guy. Um, I don't want to pigeonhole him into that because I think yeah, I don't quite either. But yeah, yeah. He, I mean, he's better than Will I mean, he's Fuller, not Deshaun Jackson, or Teddy Ginn, or you know. I mean, he's yeah, he's he's better than John Ross. He's better than Will Fuller. Those speed guys that went early only because of their speed. But but does that size? worry you a little bit with Williams. That stature shows it. Oh, I mean, we talked Devontae Smith to death about his size a year mm -hmm. ago, and it doesn't seem like it's been brought up with Williams. When people bring up the negatives, they're like, wow, but he's injured. Well, maybe that's because Smith had a pretty solid rookie season. Yeah, I guess that helped Williams' cause. Yeah, I mean, he was. And I think it's easier to be that size now than it was five, ten years ago. So I had Jamison Williams as my wide receiver three, but I'm comfortable um, 
penciling him in here at two, as you said. Let's look at who that might be, or who's next in line for you. Drake London. I have some concerns about him, though. I mean, the guys that don't separate. Separators are the ones that I'm the most confident in that will succeed at the NFL level. But London's size and ability to catch touchdowns for our purposes, I think carries a lot of weight in this whole whole situation. Yeah, so contested catches have been a big part of the Drake London conversation this offseason. Mm-hmm. Um, he led the he led FBS in contested catches last season. I believe he had 19 of them. That's off the top of my head. I think that's right. Somewhere in that range. He led the country even though he missed four games with the ankle injury. So when you see that, um, that I think that's just a difficult stat because you could look at that and say, He's a tough physical receiver that uh, that wins the battle, uh, a sure. good, you know, a big chunk of the time. Or as you said, maybe he's that guy who just can't get can't get away from the from the D back and and he has to make contest, contested catches. Yeah, I, I think his quarterback play wasn't great, and that doesn't help him. You know, sure. they didn't lead him or you know get the ball out on time all the time. But he also. Didn't run a forty, you know. I mean, I wouldn't mm-hmm. if it was a four-four flat. I'd be like, well, now I'm less, a little less worried, you know. All right, so I had Jamison Williams at three. We've we've ranked him two here in our consensus rankings. I still have Traylon Burks as my wide receiver two. Where do you stand on Burks right now? Well, why don't we put Burks at three then, because I have him at four. I think he's the most scheme landing spot specific player of all these though you know like almost this is gonna sound bad but i don't mean it to sound as a negative but almost as a chenault Kadarius tony he's not like the rest kind of way you know i mean i want to see a very creative coordinator get a hold of burks yeah yeah i totally agree but honestly i mean we said yesterday with our running back conversation that there were um, there were a lot of specialists in this group. And now that I'm thinking about it, the wide receiver group is kind of that way as well. It really is. Whether yeah. it's that speed guy or it's the possession guy or or, or what have you. We don't have, uh, I've said it, you've said it, everybody said it, we don't have Jamar Chase in this, in this class, certainly. Garrett Wilson, Jamison Williams, Traylon Burks, Drake London are our top four. When we come back, we'll continue our wide receiver ranking list. Hey, everyone. I want to tell you about Blue Nile, a great fine jewelry place. And we got, you got to go to BlueNile.com and check it out. But we got Mother's Day right around the corner. And you got to take care of your mom. You got to take care of your wife that's a mother or your girlfriend that's a mother, whoever. But check out BlueNile.com. You know, there's... Fine jewelry and wedding jewelry and everyday jewelry. They have all the above, which is wonderful. Uh, Whether she prefers a statement piece or an everyday subtle elegance, BlueNile.com has fine jewelry options for every mom. Uh, Shop high-quality classic diamond earrings, elegant tennis bracelets, or gemstone pendant necklaces. Uh, Again, my my wife's a big fan of BlueNile.com, to say the least. Um, Also... The mother's this Mother's Day, give mom something she'll treasure forever with fine jewelry from BlueNile.com, and Locked On Sports listeners get fifty dollars off fifty a five hundred dollar um, 
purchase. So, you know, that's just exclusive to our podcast listeners from anyone on the Locked On Network. Um, this podcast exclusive is only good through Mother's Day. So use our code. Here's our code. Locked On. All one word. All caps. Uh, that's code Locked On. Plus, every order is insured, ships free, and arrives in discreet pack- packaging that won't give away what's inside. Shop stress-free and find your forever peace. Go to BlueNile.com today. Thanks so much. It's something you definitely got to check out. Thanks for making Locked On Dynasty your first listen every day. Now, for a big announcement. For the first time ever, Locked On is hosting live coverage of the 2022 NFL Draft from our studios in Dallas with pick-by-pick analysis from our local team ex- from our local team experts and draft gurus. Tune in all three days as our draft team guides you through every pick and every trade in real time. It all starts on Thursday, April 28th at 7 p.m. Eastern. Available on the Locked On NFL on YouTube and on the Odyssey app. Matt, we are ranking our rookie wide receivers today, just one day before the NFL draft. Garrett Wilson, Jamison Williams, Traylon Burks, Drake London are our top four think wide receiver five is a an easy one i've got chris Olave there who do you have i do too okay. and i think it's rather easy and frankly if you ask me of all the receivers in this draft you have to start one of them in your fantasy league in week one i might pick Olave. i mean i i hate the term you know he's pro ready or you know nfl ready but i think he's as nfl ready as you get pretty much at that position an elite route runner it really bothers me, though, that he does zero after the catch. Yeah, he, he really does. Um, as you said, elite route runner, that's kind of what he's known for. Um, was, was was faster than many expected at the combine. And I, I think he's he's got to be locked in here at five. It would, it would take yeah. a lot for really any of these others to pass him up. We're, we're talking about a surprising draft capital or... Uh, the perfect landing spot. But you're right. I mean, Olave just feels safe, right? He he doesn't seem to have the upside of the other four guys we've mentioned because, it, and it kind of feels like we focused on the negatives of, of Wilson, Williams, right, Burks, right, right. and London. Um, but they all have, they all have huge upside. Um, I mean, I think we could be sitting here, a year from now and, and saying any of those four are our dynasty wide receiver ones. If, if their rookie yeah. season goes, uh, goes perfectly. I don't think we could say the same for Chris Olave. That would, that would really surprise me. Yeah. That's a good way of looking at it. You know, that if he hits, he's a double. If he fails, he's a single, you know, which isn't so terrible, but yeah. right. You know, so, so safest floor, lowest ceiling is probably, probably what we would say with Olave. I guess he's kind of the Kenny Pickett, you know, Well, I mean, he's going to start and be okay, but not hit the home run for you. Yeah, yeah, gotcha, gotcha. (laughs) All right, so it sounds like we agree that there is a teardrop after Chris Olave at five, but... Kind of. Yeah, kind of, right? This is what I was thinking about earlier in the show. Um, If really any of these next, I'm going to say four guys on my list, and we'll, we'll name some names here in a moment... If any of these next four are Packers or Chiefs late right, round right. one, now now they're cracking this top five. 
let's get to number six. For me, it is George Pickens. Who is it for you? I have Pickens at eight. Oh, okay. I have Dotson at six. Okay. Who, when I said kind of, I don't know that Dotson is a massively inferior NFL prospect to Alave. Because I think he has more toughness, more after the catch. Neither one is huge. You know, I think Alave and Dotson, and frankly, I guess I'll even jump ahead. I have Sky Moore at seven. So I go Alave, Dotson, Moore. The more I think about it, they might be their own tier two for me. Because a lot of it's just their style of play, which I don't mean to lump them in for that reason, but. Yeah, yeah, I think that's fair. And, and I, I think a lot of the things I said about uh, Chris Olave could be said about Dotson as well. A safe prospect, again, from mm-hmm. really more from a dynasty standpoint, a uh, fantasy standpoint, a safe prospect, maybe not the upside of some of the others on this list. Um, let's let's do jump ahead a little bit and then we'll try to sort out the ranking because okay. we've we've mentioned all the names at this point. Uh, what is it that has you a little concerned with George Pickens uh, to put him lower than the others? Well, I I don't want to bash the kid. I don't know the kid. I get I've been told or have read that there's a little bit of an entitlement there that he's mm. not the hardest worker. He's always been the most talented guy in the field, and uh, I, I just want to see. Is he going to get to the league and still bust his butt to work on his out routes and things like that? You know, like, yep. if he hits, I think he could hit really big and he could be a true, you know, boundary X type receiver, a true number one profile. But I think there's a fair amount of risk there, too. Yeah, that's that's understandable. I mean, uh, George Pickens is a he, he's a guy who's been suspended uh, who was suspended uh, during his college career. Uh-huh. He got kicked out of at least one game for fighting, maybe even two games, uh, if if my memory serves me. Um, and, and then, you know, some whispers of some off-field stuff. Um, I, I think most of that was in, in high school. So, mm-hmm. y- you know, we don't want to hang on to those things too long if if it's something that the the player or the person has, has moved beyond. Um but if they haven't, obviously it becomes it becomes noteworthy. So uh, maybe maybe some some whispers of some off field or as you said, maybe maybe just attitude uh, issues or potential immaturity or and, however you want to call it. But I mean, and as, uh, as yeah, as tightly as these guys are ranked, sometimes that's all it takes to move one or two guys above another. Um, how do you feel about Sky Moore over Jahan Dotson? Because that's how I had them ranked. I'm fine with that. I, I am. Uh, again, I had Alave, Dotson, and Moore all grouped together, but felt, I mean, I thought Alave was the best of those. I, I think Moore is more physical than those two. I think he's a better tackle breaker. I think he's better after the catch than those two. Yeah, I, I don't have any problem with that. So we've settled here on Chris Alave at five, uh, a, a very small tier gap or tier break down to six, Sky Moore. Jahan Dotson at seven, George Pickens at eight. Um, Matt, let's not say any names quite yet. We've got a couple couple spots left. We're going to do those after the break. Do you see a big gap between George Pickens at eight and the next guy? No. Okay. I don't. I, I don't either. So we're, we're in agreement there, and we'll okay. find out who that next guy is right after this.
Hey everyone, I've been telling you guys about Built Bar for a long time now. They've been great friends with the whole Locked On Network and really with my family, to be honest with you. We've been getting Built Bars for quite a while and they don't last long around here. I mean, they, uh, this is a, the time of year when a lot of people have given up on their New Year's resolution, but not this year. So I, I've been sticking to it and eating right whenever I have to fight my kids for these Bilt Bars. But it, it almost feels like it's not a resolution because they're so easy to eat and they're tasty. I mean, they got real chocolate on them. I've, I've told you guys before, my wife's kind of a, a a chocolate snob and she doesn't like a lot of the bars because of the, the waxy chocolate feeling. But um, Bilt Bars aren't like that at all. And, and if you haven't tried the Puffs, you're missing out on one of the best Bilt Bars that, in terms of taste, for sure. They're great. Uh, Puffs are the first ever protein-infused marshmallow. They're fluffy. They're marshmallowy. They're not just a protein bar. They're a treat. And they, they too, of course, are covered in 100% real chocolate. Um, they're a fan favorite with incredible flavors, you know, uh, coconut marshmallows big here, banana cream pie is actually my favorite. Uh, these are going to be your new favorites. I can promise you that one. Uh, low cal, high protein, replace, replace your candy bars with these. I mean, they're just better. I mean, a typical candy bar can be anywhere from two to 300 calories. Most built bars contain 130 calories, only four grams of sugar, four net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. I mean, so high protein, low cal, high fiber, low carb. Again, I mean, they blow candy bars out of the water. Tons of great flavors. So here's what you got to do. Go to built.com. Use our promo code LOCKED15. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5. And get 15% off your next order. So use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. Thanks for making Locked On Dynasty your first listen every day. Be sure to check out tomorrow's episode when we reveal our rookie tight end rankings. Now make your second listen Locked On NFL Draft. Ryan Tracy and former NFL cornerback Eric Crocker bring the NFL Draft to life every day with insight and analysis on college football prospects and NFL front offices. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. All right, man, we are back. We are ranking our rookie wide receivers here just one day before the NFL draft. Let's run back over that list. We're we're eight deep so far. Garrett Wilson, our top guy. Jamison Williams at two. Traylon Burks, three. Drake London, four. Chris Olave, five. Those five wide receivers kind of grouped and and i think most people consider those the big five those are the five players that are expected to get first round nfl draft capital uh, we'll see if any of these others including sky moore Jahan dotson or george pickens also land in round one matt you said earlier that the wide receiver nine is not far off uh, uh, of George Pickens at wide receiver eight. I agree. Who's your nine? My nine is Christian Watson. Oh, good. We agree. I, okay. I was hoping we did. Yeah, I had a hunch we would. The upside here is absolutely tremendous. He, I mean, he has some size, speed, freakiness, and body control, and big playability. A lot of drops, though, and a big jump in competition. A little bit older prospect as that well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the the drops are the uh, the big concern for me. A thirteen percent drop rate uh, is 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 tough. I mean, it's concerning. Just yeah. for reference, anything anything in double digits is is usually a, a bit of a red flag, or or at least something to take note of. And and uh, at thirteen percent, he's he's well clear of that. Uh, 
Watson is my wide receiver nine though as well. And, and I think, I think he's got a chance to be drafted on Thursday. Uh, I think he could go in the first round. Really any of these nine players that we've named so far, some of them we're we're almost certain obviously will be first round draft picks, but uh, any of them could be, I think. I think you're right about that. Uh, I think that's probably the only nine we would say that about though. Don't you think? Uh, Yes. Yeah. In fact, I think there's a, a pretty big gap right now. Uh, again, thinking dynasty fantasy rankings, thinking for rookie drafts, there's a big gap between Watson and whoever the next guy is for you. And we might not even agree on this for me, Matt, it's David Bell from Purdue. Mm, Uh, We don't agree. Okay. okay. Yeah. Bell had a, had a rough pre-draft season. The, The combine was not a good one for him, but he had, he had three good seasons at Purdue, three very good seasons actually was super productive uh, was was their top target throughout his career, even though Rondell Moore was there when he came in. Uh, he kind of kind of supplanted uh, Moore as as the top target there. And really, I'm just kind of relying on uh, his play and, and not the combine numbers in this case. So I've got David Bell. Who do you have? My hunch is in the Dynasty community, a lot of you guys that have played Debbie or have paid attention longer, you know, earlier in their career will be higher on Bell and won't hold this last good point. month or two against them as much as I did. Um, I really like Alec Pierce. Oh, uh, okay. I think there's a lot of, I think he's very big and fast. And I like the volleyball background. I think there's big playability there. Um, he has to work on getting in and out of his routes, but I think he's kind of a poor man's DK Metcalf type. Wow. I mean, it's poor. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like homeless, right? Well, yeah. I mean, I don't know. He's a, a top 10 wide receiver in the, in all of dynasty, but I think he could be used the same way, you know, as Metcalf coming out of school. I did. Uh, I did mention this on this week's uh, DLF dynasty podcast as well. It seems like Pierce is one of three wide receivers that, uh, we think is going to get day two draft capital, which is, it's important I if you're a second so, yeah. or third rounder. Uh, but so far we, as the dynasty communities, mostly ignoring him, whether you're looking at, um, or, you know, early rookie mock drafts or a, a few leagues that have actually held their, their rookie draft already. He's falling. He's falling pretty far. So we're talking about Alec Pierce is one of them. Uh, Calvin Austin looks like he's a day two pick. Khalil Shakir could be a day two pick. And we're kind of, as I said, kind of ignoring those, those three guys. Uh, another player, and, and this player fell just outside of uh, my rankings. And we started the show by saying we could change these a dozen times. Course, I, I could yeah. definitely see myself flip-flopping David Bell with Jalen Tolbert. Uh, who's yeah, who's my yeah. next guy in line? I really like him. Another uh, another player who likely will get that day two draft capital, and one more who at least I'm personally hoping gets drafted on day two is Wandell Robinson. Uh, yeah, and I think that's a possibility as well. Um, the Memphis dude I like a lot too. I know yeah. he's smaller, but I don't think he. I think he could potentially be a Rondell Moore type of player. And Robinson might apply that might apply to him as well. Yeah, yeah. Calvin Austin is is yeah. the name there for Memphis. Calvin Austin, Wandell Robinson, both 
uh, are five foot eight. Uh, Matt, you said a guy like Traylon Burks needs to find the right offense. Certainly Robinson and and Calvin Austin need to find the right offense, the right coaching staff who can uh, find ways to get them the ball. And, and yeah, we could have said the same thing about, about Rondell Moore a year ago. No, no doubt about it. Good group, just not super top heavy. Yeah, I'm, uh, as we as we go through the list here, I'm I'm kind of liking the depth. You know, six through twelve or fourteen, not not too bad. Those guys are going to be late second round picks in some cases, maybe even third round picks. Uh, the, those later picks are are, are looking decent. Uh, finally, yeah, yeah. I think we're pretty. I thought we'd fight over this one a little bit more. No, no. I I think there's there's just so much uncertainty with the class, honestly. That, um, I mean. Other than Wandale Robinson, which is admittedly a homer pick, I don't know if there's one guy that I that I really feel like I've got to land on on my dynasty teams from this class. Mm-hmm. And it, if I was picking one, it it might be Sky Moore. Maybe that means I need to move him up my rankings. Yeah, that makes some sense. But there wasn't a ton of conviction. We weren't standing pounding the table for these guys, you know. Not this time. Maybe maybe this time next week we will when we have a little more information. That is it for today's show. Please make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Remember to follow the show at Locked on Dynasty. Follow Matt at Williamson NFL, and I'm Ryan MC23. We'll be back next time with more Locked on Dynasty.